Welcome everybody to the football cast. Today we are going through game week 21. So we go through the New Year's weekend game. So we have games including Arsenal, Manchester City, um, Watford, Tottenham, Palace, West Ham, Brentford versus Aston Villa, Everson versus Brighton, Leeds versus Burnley, and Chelsea versus Liverpool. So remember, if you do enjoy, follow on Spotify for the latest updates in the footballing world and sign up for some new um, highlights coming on the website. So remember, we do just have a slight technical issue, so we will get highlights up there very soon. So we start off on Saturday at 12 o'clock where Arsenal hosted the league leaders Manchester City. Manchester City looking to extend their place at the top of the table to 11 points. Uh, obviously with Liverpool and Chelsea the chasing teams playing the day after. We started off with a very very good Arsenal performance. It was some great fluid football from Arsenal. Really nice play. Very very high press. Um, we they did um, make Manchester City struggle a bit in the first 35 minutes, especially um, some very good football. Obviously Saka sliding it into the back of the net with his left foot within within 31 minutes, which gave them the lead just before half time. Half time it was a one nil. Then Granit Xhaka obviously gave away the penalty kick, and he was yellow carded for that. And there was a lot of controversy over this because obviously earlier in the game, in the f- first few minutes, um, Odegaard went down after Edison got the slightest touches of the ball and it was deemed not a penalty. Um, but Xhaka's challenge was slightly different. He definitely tripped up Bernardo Silva and pulled his shirt. For me, I do not know why the Arsenal fans were very, very annoyed at that foul. So it was fair enough the penalty was given and then nobody did see but Gabriel was booked for scuffing up the penalty spot with his um, studs. Despite that, Riyad Mahrez slammed it into the top right corner over Aaron Ramsdale. And then, two minutes later, Gabriel decided to go and smash in to Gabriel Jesus who was on the halfway line. It was definitely poor. It was There was no men... Um, there were so many men, sorry, behind the um, def- behind Gabriel. It was a rash challenge. It was very, very bad to be honest. And he was shown the second yellow card. He shouldn't be shouting at that. He shouldn't be annoyed at that. So he was sent off and dismissed. And then in the 90 plus third minute, there was a great chance for Rodri, um, just following an Ake clearance off the line a few minutes earlier um, to deny Arsenal with the winner. Rodri scored in the 90 plus sixth minute to give them the win. Rodri and Bernardo Silva were booked for over-celebrating apparently. So that was the Arsenal game, a very, very eventful game. But Manchester City come out with the spoils and they extended their lead to 11 points at the top of the the table and then we move on to a slightly more boring anticlimactic game where the only thing that happened in the game was Oliver Skip getting booked in the 50, 61st minute and Davinson Sanchez scoring a late goal in the 90 plus 6 minute once again assisted by Hyung Min Son very close to the goal so that was the Tottenham Hotspur win this weekend which did get them slightly closer and close the gap on Arsenal even though they have two games in hand but then we get a more climatic game um, in South London with Crystal Palace versus West Ham United the London derby he had three West Ham United goals in the first 
half which were scored by Antonio Lanzini and Lanzini again Lanzini slotting home a penalty um, Lanzini again was obviously threaded through by Declan Rice obviously a very easy one and then Mikel Antonio blasting it into the top left corner um, but the uh, comeback was on by Crystal Palace but a bit too late in the 83rd minute Olise assisted Olsen Edward with the first goal for Crystal Palace and then Olise again scoring in the 90th minute but that was not enough for Crystal Palace to bring gets back so this leaves West Ham United in fifth place very close to Tottenham Hotspur and Arsenal so that was the last game on Saturday then we go into East London where it is Brentford versus uh, sorry West London where it is Brentford versus Aston Villa um, Danny Ings scored the first goal within 16 minutes Emmy Buendia with a very good game got the assist there and then we saw Johan Wisser draw things level just before the half. Um, a great, a nice sliding strike into the bottom corner. Ivan Toni then was booked, but then Roslev scored in the 83rd minute to give Brentford the winner. The table with Brentford um, and Aston Villa is very similar. Obviously Brentford with 23 points, Aston Villa with 22 points. We strive for struggling Everton points. Everton four points off them and then we move on to Everton's game which was against Brighton and Hove Albion and it was poor an easy three points for Brighton and Hove Albion but Everton almost did give them a scare as McAllister did score in the third minute and then Dan Byrne scoring from the corner sorry set piece uh, and then Dominic Calvert-Lewin missed the penalty for minutes after maybe that did cost them the game because Gordon did score five, four, seven minutes after the half and that brought on the comeback but McAllister scored again and but then Gordon did score for Everton but nothing would happen because it was full time so that was Everton 2 Brighton and Hove Albion 3 a good for three points for Brighton and Hove Albion. Then we move on to Leeds United Burnley. A very simple 3-1 win for Leeds United. They had Jack Harrison, Dallas and Daniel James on the score sheet. It was a very, very good uh, performance from Leeds all round and then Cornet with the only consolation goal in the middle of two goals. Then we move on to the big game of the weekend. And this was a very, very good game. And this shows that these two teams can compete together because if you had Manchester City out the league, it would have been a very, very, very competitive league race because we saw Sadio Mane um, punish um, Chelsea which, and Chalabar specifically with um, their early fake shots and goal um, and then Mo Salah with some excellent technique which shows he is one of the best players in the league a great cut inside and he slams it at the near post you can't stop that one again brilliant from the Liverpool fullbacks Trent Alexander-Arnold this time with the assist but then we saw a brilliant brilliant strike from Mateo Kovacic it was a it was a really really nice cross into the box um, um, but it was cleared away but then Kovacic with the looping efforts struck it into the top right hand corner looping over all of the Liverpool and Chelsea players in the box and that 
pulled Chelsea the goal back and only three minutes after Christian Pulisic just before the half um, was slipped through by N'Golo Kante in the air Pulisic volleyed it into the top right corner so that is a that was a very very good draw a very eventful game but it was not enough for anyone to take any points here so Manchester City retained a 10 point gap between Chelsea and 11 points between Liverpool now this is obviously being released on Monday so we will have a look at the Manchester United versus Wolverhampton game who is going to win um it's I, I, I the Wolves are very strong Confirmed lineups. Obviously, the game at, at time of recording is kicking off in four minutes. Uh, in goal for Wolverhampton is Jose Sarr. In defence is Max Kilman, Chicano Cody, and Roman Sice. In midfield, Nelson Semedo, Ruben Neves, Halmantino, Fernando Marcel. And then up front, Podence, Jimenez, and Trincao. For Manchester United once again against uh, and uh, and against Newcastle they failed horribly with this lineup in goal David De Gea, Wan Bissaka, Varane, Phil Jones and Luke Shaw with the four at the back, Scott McTominay and Nemanja Matic as the centre central defensive midfielders, Mason Greenwood and Jaden Sancho as the either wide players or attacking midfielders, and Edison Cavani and Cristiano Ronaldo up front. So we do not see a Bruno Fernandes in this lineup, which is a very interesting call. Was it the right call? No. In my opinion, there should be wide players. Yes, you do. I don't think Scott McTominay has the calibre of um, Bruno Fernandes, so he should be starting over him, and it should really be a 4-3-3. So I think the four formation that Ragnik has actually gone with is a 4-2-2-2 with two players as central attacking slightly wider players um, um, and Edison Cavani is obviously a very key player um, and a very underrated player in this Manchester United side he is very overlooked um, with obviously the likes of Ronaldo Sancho playing so it's good to see Sancho playing because he's a very class player um, so that's that's the Manchester United team. So thank you very much for listening. I know it was a quick roundup. There will also be a slight analysis um, section on the website. If you do want to see, we'll be on the website if we can upload it. So thank you very much for listening. Remember to follow if you did enjoy, and I'll see you soon.